everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. After our trip to Omaha, well, actually, during our trip to Omaha, we were in the Museum of Shadows. We were. And we were walking around the back. We were talking about clowns. And I said, what was the name of this clown in the Terrifier movie? Do you remember me asking you that? Yes. And we later Googled it because we couldn't have our phones out there. We figured it out, and his name was Art. Yes, Art. Had you guys ever watched the Terrifier movies? I have not seen it. No, I have not. Okay. Have you? Well, no, I hadn't before, but I decided to watch Terrifier 2 because it was free on Hulu, I believe. Oh, I might have to watch if it's free on Hulu. Yeah, I wanted to watch, obviously, the first one, but I had to rent it on Prime, and I can still go back and do it, and I might now that I've seen the second one, but... I was surprised to see it's very gory, very much of a slasher film. Kind of reminds me of Saw, like that whole franchise. Mm-hmm. I heard it was gory because people were like throwing up in the theaters. Oh, I watched it by myself in my room. I didn't throw up anymore. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you didn't throw up. <laughs> no, but I just, I've never been like a horror movie lover that likes all the gore. Yeah. I love Saw. You did? I love the whole oh, franchise. You would love the Terrifier movies then. Okay. I mean, I'll watch it because I thought it was interesting and there's some scary parts, but I don't think he says a single word. That would be my ideal part yeah. in a movie. <laughs> I'm trying out for art. He just yes. smiles creepily. Well, it's the makeup that smiles for him. <laughs> there's several like creepy movies. And the other one that's coming out is The Evil Dead, which is a franchise that's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have not seen those either. And I don't even know if I can call myself a horror movie lover because I've never seen any of those. I feel left out. I don't know if I've seen them either. The first one came out many, many years ago. Like the 80s, right? Yeah, I was going to say 70s. 70s, yeah, 80s, but something. Don't, don't correct us. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we know that you can sit there and Google it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch it, okay? But there's a new one out in theaters right now that I, I saw a uh, preview for. Mm-hmm. And it actually does look really pretty scary. Okay. Maybe we'll have to catch it. Maybe we can watch it together. Maybe so. You guys want to go on a date? I would. <laughs> I don't know why Boydson turns and looks at me. Because sure. you want to go. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Let's go on a movie date. It's official. Also, Insidious is releasing an Insidious 5. I haven't seen two through four. I loved Insidious. I've seen one and two. I've, I've told y'all how I feel about Insidious. I can't do it. You don't like it? I like it. I told you. I told you this many, many moons ago on the podcast once that remember when I used to have those night terrors when I was a kid? Yes. The character from Insidious is kind of how I visualized him as a kid. So it just (laughs) freaks me out too much. Okay. Insidious is where I learned that I might be astral projecting. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good movie. I was like, oh, that's the word for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming out with another one. And Conjuring is coming out with another one before the show starts on HBO. I saw that they announced something on HBO, so that's a show. It'll be a show on HBO, but hmm, that was rhyme. But they'll have another movie, I think, coming out before that. And is the show just going to be like following their cases, kind of like the movies were? Or I don't know. I don't know if it'll be the same people or not. But I like all those things, and I'm excited for all those to come out this year. I will watch The New Conjuring. I'm ready to tell you guys my story now. Please tell me your story. What is your story about? Well, my category was smorgasbord. And I chose to talk about a conspiracy theory because we have not done that in a while. That may have been a mistake. 
<laughs> because this was one that I started researching and thought, oh no, I may have bit off more than I can chew. It's a big one. It's a big one. Um, I tried my very best to paraphrase it, but there are several different rabbit holes within this story, as they usually are with conspiracy theories, especially government conspiracy theories that can get a little confusing. So I have cut so many things out of my story. I've tried to cut it down as much as I can. So here we go. All right. I'm ready. We're going to go back to World War II. Okay. Nazi Germany. Okay. (laughs) Hitler was in control. And the Nazis, specifically Hitler, he was obsessed with finding a weapon that would help destroy the rest of the world. So he promised the Nazis that he would build weapons so powerful that they would be in control for the next millennia. He made a lot of crazy promises. Yeah, Yeah. he was not the best. I don't know that that worked out for him. (laughs) Luckily, it did not. But scientists working with the Nazis, they wanted to create aircrafts that were bigger, faster, and could go undetected from radar. And Hitler at this time, he had so much power in that regime that he would basically just ask for something to be done and people would, several people would go to work for it. Right. They may not be able to get it done, but they're going to try. So when he started asking for a new aircraft that could help him win the war, they got started working on several different types of aircrafts. And at this time, German scientists and engineers were like light years beyond anybody else in the world. They were studying genetic manipulation, mass hypnosis, and time travel. So these were all kind of interests that were sparking their, their uh, prototypes, if you will. While the rest of the world... We were just trying to build one aircraft. <laughs> we were like, we just want one that goes fast. Um, they developed dozens, some say hundreds. Actually, it turns out that they were probably working on these advanced aircrafts even before World War II. We really don't know how long it had been going on. So how did Germans know so much about how to build these aircrafts? Any guesses? Aliens. It's aliens. That's not what I was going to guess, but okay. <laughs> what would you have guessed? I was going to guess that they had been working on this since they lost World War One and had been developing it in secret for years waiting for another chance. They very well may have been, but... But aliens, okay. Why were they so much better than everybody else? Alien technology. Now, the real question is, why did the aliens choose them to give their technology to? (laughs) Again, I was going to say that Germany was famous during this era for stealing stuff from other countries. (laughs) So they were probably compiling all of this information from other countries that they had figured out. But okay, aliens again. I like the way both of you think. And, you know, all of it kind of comes together. They are kind of both right. Aliens and they stole stuff from other people because that's just how they were at the time. That's how they were. In 1937, um, I'd never heard of this story, and it's very brief, but a UFO crashed in the German countryside. No, uh, of course it did. <laughs> um, and this info, <laughs> it's based off of eyewitness accounts and rumors, okay? So it's very reliable, <laughs> Lindsay. Listen, we're 10 minutes into your story, and Poinsettin's already giving me a dirty look. <laughs> I did. I had a feeling this is how it's going to go down. So when Hitler, when he heard about the crash, he sent scientists immediately to the site to investigate. And supposedly the craft was dismantled and moved to a different area near the Rhine River. <laughs> Listen, Lizzie, I'm just reporting back what they're saying. How does it make you feel to know that Hitler was a UFO conspiracy theorist? Too? There was a lot of things. He was a believer in the occult. He had some problems. We all know that. But um, anyhow, 
They tried to replicate the crashed craft, but they just couldn't do it. They couldn't quite match the metal or the solution that was used to propel the craft. So they realized that this was not from their area. It was obviously from space. It was by their area. Do you mean Earth? <laughs> this was not from their Earth. <laughs> this was not from the area. It's from Uranus. <laughs> it's from Daddy U. Stop okay, it. Okay, sorry. Nip Daddy. <laughs> Nip daddies and his people. The noobs. And they they <laughs> fucked up and crashed in Germany. They're like, ah. <laughs> wrong time to crash in Germany, people. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but this didn't deter them from trying. It's likely that they built dozens of different prototypes and tried to recreate this. And of course, once they build them, they have to try to test them. Right? Sure. I mean, that makes sense. So now, 1938, Nazi Germany, they claimed territory in Antarctica, which was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> What's Antarctica? <laughs> Uh, well, Just kidding, Antarctica, we love you. I do. There's so many <laughs> penguins down there. <laughs> I just don't see Germany really wanting Antarctica Germany for the penguins. No, they wanted that spot because they sent an expedition um, and planned several others. And it turns out that like later, way down the road after the war, the U.S. sent their own secret expedition to find out what was actually going on. <laughs> What's up in Antarctica? Yeah, they're like, why does Germany want this so bad? Well, right, turns out... <laughs> It is very suspicious. That's my point. Those documents are still classified. We have no idea what they found. TBD. Um, aliens. Probably. This is like one of those things that the more you dig in, the more you're like, I know nothing about what is classified. What's really going on? That's why we need Boydston to be invisible. <laughs> I know. When we were talking about that earlier, yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I know. Well, it's thought that they were conducting research on advanced technology, including rocket propulsion, and even experimented with a circular winged aircraft. So now, 1944. Yes. We're in World War II. We're, we're in the thick of it. It's happening. And hundreds of pilots around the world, they witnessed the most prolific series of UFO, UFO sightings ever recorded. Mm. We're seeing them everywhere. Like official real people pilots? Correct. Like, a, like military personnel. That's a lot of people that have seen these aircraft. So what they're seeing, though, they determined was something called... A Foo Fighter. <gasps> Is this where the Foo Fighters got their name? Indeed. Oh my gosh, I love this. Okay. <laughs> so the Foo Fighters, these were mysterious balls of fast moving light that were seen in front of the aircrafts near the wings. And they were probably experimental machines created by German engineers. And they may have been remote controlled. Obviously, we don't know much about them because it's all classified. In the 40s? Correct. It has to be alien technology. So they may have been remote controlled and they were thought to cause electromagnetic interference, likely used to distract the pilot or cause a plane crash. In case you're curious too, the name Foo was basically a nonsense word that was created by a cartoonist in Germany. And eventually the word just kind of stuck like fetch. And now they are a great band. Yeah. Stop trying to make fetch. <laughs> They made happen. it happen. Listen, Foo Fighters, the band made Foo happen. They did. So these Foo Fighters, they were witnessed by different types of people, as I mentioned, and some were dismissed as hallucinations due to the heat. Some were taken seriously, and the ones that were taken seriously were investigated by scientists, because that's what makes it official. Scientists. Some thought that, like Boyston mentioned, these were alien aircrafts. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough... The spotting of Foo Fighters continued after the war, and the U.S. created two different projects, secret projects, to investigate these sightings. More secrets. One was Project Blue Book, 
which is fascinating. And we'll have to get into that another time. Okay. Down a rabbit hole. 1946, another mysterious aircraft was called the Ghost Rocket. And these were rocket or missile shaped UFOs that were sighted near Sweden and Finland. There were approximately 2,000 sightings between May and December of 1946. 200 of these were actually verified with radar returns, and authorities recovered physical fragments that they believed to have come from rocket ships or rocket ghost rockets. Some people think that they were made in a German rocket facility and just were long-range tests that were spotted. That's pretty far away, if you think about it, from Finland and Germany. Yeah. At that time, anyhow. Right. And during the 1940s, probably the most famous weapon that you'll hear discussed is known as Die Glocke. You're welcome. I get to use my German here a little bit. beautiful. What, what do you think does that means? mean? I, I mean, have no idea. The bell. Okay. Yeah. So... We know that they were trying to develop this, Die Glocke, and it was a top-secret Nazi weapon, or a Wunderwaffe. Wonder weapon. Okay. I was like, (laughs) now you're just showing off. (laughs) Let the record show that did not come from me. (laughs) (laughs) The German words just crack me up. I love (laughs) when you speak German because the words sound so funny. They are very funny. I know. They don't sound funny when they're actually from Germany, the people speaking them, and they're like used in a sentence. Right. But, uh, so one author named Nick Cook, he claimed that Die Glocke was, was that was me speaking German, <laughs> was 12 feet by 9 feet and incorporated high-speed rotating cylinders and contained a liquid metallic substance that was highly radioactive. It was also thought that Die Glocke could create a rift in dimensions and space in hopes that it would time travel. What? <laughs> so they're saying it could fly so fast it could go through time and space. Correct. Okay, the Flash is on board. I got it. <laughs> so we know that the Bell, or the Glocko, was a propulsion device. It was like the motor, if you will, for the aircraft. But we weren't really sure if it was a bomb that they were trying to use. Like, were they going to fly it over a country and drop it on them? Or was it just used for the craft? We don't really know. Cook claims that the scientists who worked on the bell either died from side effects of the radiation, because we all know that that turned out terribly for many people. Radiation is bad, yes. Right. Or they were, quote unquote, wiped out close to the end of the war. Mm. So they couldn't share the secrets? Yes. Some government. Mm Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the war, Hitler wanted to hide these top secret weapons because he was just convinced that everybody wanted his weapon, his Wunderwaffes. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I mean, they sound special. They sound fun. <laughs> it sounds like wonderful. Yeah, they kind of are. That's what he I means. I heard Wunderwaffles. Yes. Wunderwaffles. That's basically how it's called. Mm-hmm. So he did this by moving these weapons to different underground bunkers that were often built inside of mountains. Clever. Okay. Mm-hmm. He moved the most important pieces to Vrokla. Vrokla. Mm-hmm. W-R-O doesn't feel like a n- normal... It's a dream destination. It sounds like White Claw. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's the White Claw. <laughs> it's in southern Poland, and it is under the mountain, and they've called it Deriza, or the giant. And it's in the Owl Mountains in southern Poland, as I mentioned. So this kept them safe from aerial detection from their enemies, who were obviously trying to steal these special weapons. Deriza 
was built as a command post for the Germans, meaning it didn't exist at all as a mine or anything beforehand. They specifically built it for this. And it was likely built by prisoners of the Holocaust and housed many top secret German documents. It was essentially an underground city, which is just fascinating to me because I don't remember ever learning about this in history. This was kept out of our history books for a reason. We did not learn this. No, we did not. And um, so in Deriza, the soldiers were lined up along the way in hidden niches and they had um, guns and they would kill any intruders. Mm. So testaments from people who worked in the cave with Tiklaka say that there was a test rig for a ship that would take off and land vertically and that it would be noiseless while it was in air. It was actually tested even further underground because it was so unpredictable, especially with radium, that they just had to test it even further. So documents prove now that Nazis were developing an anti-gravity propulsion system, and the underground facility was abandoned in a rush, and they left lots of equipment there after the war, including masks, guns, artillery shells, and they were just left there. They're still there. You can actually Google it and go there. I'm surprised that hasn't been taken by the government or something. I'm sure all the documents have, mm-hmm. but all the things that might they might feel like are insignificant are left there. And another thing I find fascinating that we just never heard about, it's estimated that 40,000 people died there. Why? Well, either they were building it, they were... Like hazards, yeah, yeah, something happened. Or the people working there were killed. They killed people pretty easily. Okay, so 1945, the Nazi regime fell. Americans and Russians were in a rush to get to the... (laughs) Russians were in a rush. (laughs) The Russians were (laughs) Russian. You don't say. (laughs) Russian around. (laughs) I was going to say the Russians were Russian, but no, please don't say that. Uh, Well, they were trying to get to these top secret documents and the data that the scientists left behind. The Americans set up a top secret operation because everything's top secret. Of course, always. This was named Operation Paperclip. Ever heard of it? I think you mentioned it before. I like to talk about this topic, if you can't tell. Uh, The goal was to bring as many Nazi scientists to the U.S. as possible after the war. Okay. And this is how they gained a scientist named Werner von Braun who later became a chief scientist at NASA and helped get astronauts to the moon. I was going to say they were bringing them over because of their knowledge. Absolutely. Well, I mean, they were working with the Nazis, so I don't know if it was free will or not, but they were definitely working with the Nazis, but they were very smart. At the end of the war, the Allies obtained more than 2 million patents that were either given away or sold to private industries. So not sure where those went. Americans, they later worked with Canadians and developed their own flying saucer. <laughs> Just, I watched the videos of them trying to take off their saucer that they built. Didn't work so no, well. No, it just, it was like a womp womp. Mm-hmm. After a ton of money and lots of time, they just couldn't quite get it done. But of course, there's a conspiracy theory about that, that they actually succeeded and just showed everybody a flop so that we would stop asking about it. But really... We succeeded. They did it. (laughs) It's pretty smart, though. Maybe. In 1947, a flying disc craze happened after a man named Kenneth Arnold claimed that he had an encounter with nine crescent-shaped objects moving at a very high speed. And this was kind of interesting because he was not military personnel, but he was highly respected. In 1950, an Italian scientist named Giuseppe Belluzzo wrote an article in an Italian newspaper that claimed... 
quote, types of flying disc were designed and studied in Germany and Italy as early as 1942. His opinion was that, quote, some great power is launching discs to study them. So Giuseppe is really just setting the tone that perhaps a higher being is involved here. And by the 1960s, people really start to talk about different conspiracy theories, and they start throwing all sorts of crazy things out. And I'll try to touch on a few of those, because you were kind of asking in the beginning, like, well, what makes them think that this was alien related? And yeah, well, there's a lot that's a different rabbit hole, but I'll, I'll do my best to do a quick little synopsis. <laughs> now I'm afraid to read the, the UFO code names in German because somebody said, no, this is showing off. Please read them in I'm German. Read them. Yes, I want you to. The various code names that were used for the Nazi UFO craft. As long were, as you translate them for me. I did not translate them. Oh, okay. Runflugzeug. Feuerball. Ooh, fireball. fireball. <laughs> Flugkreuzel. Um, something craze. Kugelwaffe. Apple cake. <laughs> <laughs> code name, apple cake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I did not practice this one. Den Zeitflugmaschine. Uh, something machine. Mm -hmm. It's a flug machine. And Reichsflugscheibe. Uh, Reich is a... It's the, the Reich. Reich. Yeah, that's... The Reich machine. Yeah, what is, <laughs> close enough. What's flug? Because you said flug and fly. Fly. Mm -hmm. Oh, the fly machine. The fly machine. The Reich flying machine. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Um, and several more, but I'm going to spare you. Okay, so a book written in 1960 called The Morning of the Magicians talks about a cult that was based in Berlin. And this cult is based off of another book called The Coming Race. Never mm. heard of it? I have heard of it, yes. But it is basically about a master race. And so, that's kind of where Hitler drew a lot of his theories from. Correct. It tells the story of a man who finds himself in a subterranean world with beings who kind of resemble angels slash aliens. We're not sure. He soon discovers that these beings have telepathic abilities and learns everything he can about this group of people. Several years later, the authors who worked together on the first book, the authors of the morning of the magicians expanded their work to connect the underground society and UFOs. They imply that the society made contact with alien race and also dedicated themselves to create a spacecraft that could be used to reach the aliens. They apparently also worked with the Nazi party to develop flying discs as told in this book. After the Nazis were defeated, the underground society retreated to Antarctica and vanished into hollow earth to meet up with the advanced race that was inhabiting inner earth, obviously. The that, lizard people. That's yes. why he wanted Antarctica. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. The penguins are with that's the lizard you, people. So you're asking why, why he wanted Antarctica. And that, that's why. Interesting. Okay. And it's thought that Hitler and the Nazis obviously believe this story. Author and um, Holocaust denier Ernst Zindel wrote mm. books. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? No, but as soon as you said Holocaust denier, I was like, oh, mm. yeah, for sure. Wrote books claiming that flying saucers were Nazi secret weapons that were launched from an underground base in Antarctica. He also sold tickets to have a seat on an exploration team that was trying to locate the entrance to hollow earth. I wonder how much those went. $9,999. He can't just run up to 10000 He cannot. What is wrong with him? Well, it makes it look like you're getting a deal. <laughs> For the low, low price of nine 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 nine. In nineteen seventy eight 
The last kind of weird, well, I'm sure there are several different weird theories and books written, but the one that I was going to tell you about was in 1978, a Chilean diplomat and Nazi sympathizer published a book where he claimed that Hitler was actually an avatar of Vishnu and was communicating with gods in underground Antarctica. They're obsessed with Antarctica. The author believed that Hitler would lead a fleet of UFOs from the base to establish the Fourth Reich. This is obviously just a hypothetical Nazi Reich that followed the Third Reich. So my question is, what do you think? Did the Nazis have help from the aliens to build their aircrafts? Lindsay? No. <laughs> Boydston. Um, I'm really disappointed that the Nazi- that the aliens helped the Nazis. <laughs> I'm, a- I'm disappointed in the aliens, too. Yeah. I want to say no because of that. Because it makes me really mad. Why'd you choose them? They suck. Right. You chose the wrong side. For real. Is it just because they were living underground and apparently they were the only people who knew it? And also, why would you want to live in Middle Earth? It sucks there. Well, they said it was like some utopian world. But I know better. Do you think it's Middle Earth actually magma. exists? <laughs> it's burning right. magma. It's not the mantle in the core. <laughs> oh, Do you boy. think this place exists? Middle Earth. I don't know. I don't know that it was in the middle of the earth. I think it was probably some place that we are not allowed to go to. Okay. We're not privy to. Gotcha. Like in a mountain. I think that's fascinating that they hid things in mountains. So they know a lot of these things, but not everything, because several, like thousands of documents have recently become declassified so they can look through those and confirm that these secret projects existed, that they were definitely researching Galaka, they were trying to figure it out. But beyond that, they don't really know anything. Cause Are they classified still by the German government? They found them in Poland. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. I wonder if they're classified by like NATO and like they don't want another Probably. country to get a hold Probably. of Hitler's plans. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. You can go on and look at the scientist plans for different um, aircrafts. Rocket propelled airplanes at that time was totally unheard of. It's fascinating to hear of this stuff that was going on during World War II. And, um, and how we only know just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. And is it even And what we know is true. horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, not with the Holocaust, but like just all... The secret projects and stuff. You just wonder what is true and what is not. Well, I think this is fascinating. It gives me much more things to think on and imagine. <laughs> and and <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Yes, thank you for that uh, conspiracy down to Middle <laughs> Earth. <laughs> You're welcome. And to Daddy Nep. Nep Daddy. Daddy. Nep Daddy. <laughs> Stop calling him Daddy. Nep Daddy's planet and back. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in this week to our smorgasbord episode. You can yes. always find us at the tipsyghost.com with our socials linked from there or send us an email at the tipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it and it really does help. All right, guys, thanks so much. We will catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.